Protect your online privacy today. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to Dan Bongino's show on this Black Friday. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving yesterday and you don't get caught up in too many lines today in the stores. This is a special episode of the podcast my team and I put together featuring some hand-picked segments, some of our favorites from the radio show and the podcast you may have missed, but I promise they're worth your time. Some of these are classics. So praise thinks I get it, but it's worth your time. But first, a word from our sponsor. You got to check out Mizzen and Maine, the inventors of the performance fabric dress shirt. Is there anything worse than being uncomfortable? No, of course not. Mizzen and Maine doesn't think so. That's why they made the most lightweight, breathable, and moisture-wicking dress shirt you can buy. I wear them all the time. Their high-performance dress shirts are warm in the winter and cool in the summer. Think of their clothing as your secret weapon for any occasion. I'm confident if you give Mizzen and Maine a try, you'll never go back to conventional men's clothing again. I can tell you firsthand that Mizzen and Maine's dress shirts are actually the best dress shirts I've ever worn. I've never felt fabric like this before. Possibly the best part of their dress shirts is that they're machine washable. That means no more expensive trips to the dry cleaner. It's time to lose your stiff dress shirt today and get Mizzen and Maine dress shirts. So if you want the best cold weather clothing this holiday season, check out Mizzen and Maine. Shop their Black Friday sale of 25% off. 25% off site-wide with code THANKFUL25. That's THANKFUL25. That's 25% off the entire site when you go to Mizzen and Maine, M-I-Z-Z-E-N, a-N-D-M-A-I-N.com, mizzenandmain.com, and use the promo code THANKFUL25. Okay, so I need your help. I need you to find the talking point in this. Remember, politics. Politics is sound bites and snapshots. That's it. Nobody pays attention to an hour-long speech. They'll take a few sound bites from it and maybe a couple snapshots, and that's your political career right there. People have been defined by them. Build that wall, make America great again. You have to pass it to find out what's in it. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Mission accomplished. Snapshots example. That's politics. I kid you not. That's politics. Nobody pay. If you like your doctor, you can keep it. The list goes on and on and on. It's sound bites and snapshots. So Corinne Jean-Pierre, who is easily the worst press secretary I've ever seen in this position, just entirely in over her head, was asked about an obviously exploding scandal. This ongoing scandal of the president of the United States selling access via his son to enemies of the United States and foreign governments as the big guy. And Corinne Jean-Pierre, you'll see here, instead of having a polished, ready to go talking point, she had it. But she struggled to find it. I want you to listen. It's a short clip. But I want you to find what the talking point was. And then see if you can pick it out. I'm sure you can. You're good at this. Check this out. Can you address whether the president was involved in any of his son, uh, Hunter, or his brother's uh, foreign business dealings? So, look, I, you know, um, there's there's some a little bit of uh, interesting, uh, you know, kind of on-brand uh, thinking here because, um, you know, congressional Republicans uh, ran uh, saying that they were going to fight inflation. Uh, they said they were going to make that a priority. They were very clear about that these past uh, several months. and. Instead, what they're doing is they're focusing, uh, you know, they're focusing, they're making their type priority. They get the majority and their type priority is actually not focusing on the American families, but focusing on the president's family. You see the word salad in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, like she's buying time. It's a verbal device she's using to buy time. We all do it. Some people do it on talk radio. If you forget what you're going to say, you just try. That's what the ums and the ahs are. They're little verbal ticks that buy you time. She doesn't have, she forgot the answer. You all heard it though, right? What's the talking point? Republicans are worried about Biden's family, not yours. That's the talking point. Pretty clever, right? Pretty clever stuff. All BS, nonsense. Your family got screwed over when... The vice president of the United States for your country, a consent of the governed constitutional republic, your family got screwed over when Biden decided to use his son as a conduit for international business deals with enemies of the United States overseas. 
humiliating and embarrassing us in front of our enemies and creating a blackmail file probably 7 to 10 feet tall. That's going to be their talking point going forward. And the Republican counterpoint should be, wow, that's interesting because it seems Joe Biden was more interested in enriching his family than actually taking care of yours, i.e. the inflation crisis. Oh, oh, that hurt. That was a kick in the nuts. That one hurt. Oh, my gosh. Should have put a cup on for that one. See, Republicans, that's how it's done. You hit right back at that. You see, if Joe Biden wasn't worried about enriching his family, maybe you wouldn't be paying $6 a gallon for gas in California. Oh, that stung. Oh, boy, that one stung. Reminds me of that. Remember the coach and Beavis about to kick me in the jimmy. That's it. That one hurt. That one hurt. <laughs> Remember that guy? Am I aging myself? Kids are like, who the hell's Beavis and Butt at? That was the greatest show ever, man. The greatest show ever. Remember when he used to get caught doing stuff by Mr. Anderson? They'd get caught in his camper tearing the place up and they'd walk out and he'd walk inside, he'd look at the damage. What'd you guys do? He'd be like, oh, that was other kids. I just saw you guys. That's Biden. It was other kids. This is the other kids' presidency. It was other kids. Here, someone should make a monologue out of that at Fox. The other kids' presidency. That's what this is. Everything's other kids. Putin did it. Should I do that for the weekend show on Fox? What do you think? Should I, Jim? I just came up with that. Mike, what do you think? Should we do that? This is the other kids' presidency. Mike's like standing by. Inflation, Putin did it. High oil prices, the mom and pop gas stations did it. Everything's the other kids' presidency. That's this guy. All right, I got to move on, but I'm not really moving on. It's kind of related to this. Unfortunately, the BS never stops with this administration. They lie to you all the time. It's not just that they lie to you. It's offensive because they have this group of gullible suckers that just never asks any questions on the left. And it's so puzzling, uh, it's so puzzling how you keep getting played for fools. So I opened up the show today and I said to you, man, thank the almighty that Joe Biden solved that you know, railroad strike crisis before the election and did a big White House press conference about it. You doubt me? You should. You should doubt everything. Doubting is important. I love the fact that you double check and triple check. Everything I do keeps me frosty. And all I want to be is frosty. Washington Post, September 15, 2022. That is right before the election. Headline, Biden scores a deal on rail strike. But worker discontent emerges. So Biden scored a deal on a rail strike? That is really fascinating because when I tuned into Fox today, right before I came on the air, there was a Chiron for the libs. That's the lower one third of the screen. There was a Chiron on the screen that said rail strike looming. That's so strange because I was told before the election by the media people, I was told that he had averted a strike. Oh, you know what? I got to text them right now. Hold on. I'm texting my producer. We're going to conclude this. Will, hold on. Will tune in to my radio show. This is how we're going to do my work meeting. Radio show now. It's important. Okay, I'm almost done. I'm almost done, audience, I promise. I know, we break all the rules of this. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to wait for Will to tune in here. So this is another one where the messaging before the election and after the election is the same, is different, right? So I said about Hunter, Pre-election, I don't know. That's definitely a conspiracy theory. That's a conspiracy. After the election, CBS was like, breaking news. Hunter Biden's laptop is verified. Stunning how you were able to do that right after the election. This is another example right here. Pre-election, Joe Biden is the negotiations messiah. The railway unions were going to strike, which was going to shut down the whole country. It's like shutting off someone's heart. I mean, without our our railways and our truckers, you've got nothing. Without the rails, forget it. How do you think it gets to the trucks? So pre-election, the Washington Post narrative is Biden scores a deal on the rail strike. Oh, he did. Now here's the post-election truth that comes out. Again, kick right the Johnson. They waited till after the election and said, spread them, kids. Boom. Right there. Election breaks their way in some respects and others not. Here's the new story out today. 
Axios, railway strike looms over holidays after major union rejects the deal. How did they reject the deal? The Washington Post told us Biden scores a deal on the rail strike. I'm reading it right there. For all you Fox Nation viewers at home, there it is. We printed it up. I'm looking at it right there. How's this possible? Will, if you manage to tune in, we need to add this to the show. One more story for my monologue on my Saturday show where I'm going to cover how everything pre-election changes post-election, although nothing changed at all. Just the media angle. I thought you told us Biden the Messiah saved the day. I thought, I thought you told us that. I thought you told us that. Keep in mind, by the way, if this were Trump, I get it. I get it. Again, it's not hypocrisy. Let's just stop that. It's hierarchy. I can't say that enough. The media has power and they'll abuse it because that's what totalitarians do. But if the story about a rail strike were in during the Trump administration, the headline would read this in the Washington Post pre-election. Trump tries to strike a deal on rail strike. Fails miserably because he's a moron and we hate him. That would be the headline at the Washington Post. Instead, the pre-election headline was Biden scores a deal on the rail strike, despite the fact that there was never a deal at all. And now they're threatening to strike because there was never a deal. But it's not just that, folks. How the BS never stops. It's not just the rail strike story that, again, we were told Biden saved the day. He loves taking victory laps, Biden, for things he has yet to do. And the fact that the media lets him get away with this is, I mean, it's at the, it's tragically hilarious. Because if you even pay a little bit of attention to the news and you get out of the liberal talking head dopey bubble for a minute, you start to realize like you're being lied to all the time, constantly. Remember the student loan thing? Biden forgave student loans and the kids who, who ran up uh, $100,000 in debt doing, you know, urban studies degrees or whatever, they were like, yeah, go Joe, lunch bucket Joe, the Scranton kid, he's back, he's a scrapper, he'll take you behind the gym and kick your ass or something, he's so, he's such a tough guy, Joe, but I said I'd take him behind the gym, hey Jack, you want to do a push-up contest, honestly, Joe, no, I'm a nice guy. I don't want to see you get hurt. Please, no push-up contest. You may you may go. Listen, the going down part on the push-up is either. It's the up part. Listen, anybody can kneel. Once you get all this, the getting back up part. Right. Please, we're good, Joe. Don't do any of that. But Joe Biden, the young kids who voted for Biden, they were like, yeah, he forgave our student loans. Everybody took a victory lap here. I got the headlines for you right here. Market Watch. October 21st, 2022. Jim, was that before the November elections? This is not a trick question. Yes, it was. Jim took a minute, which is a little disturbing. Mike, can you back him up in the future when he struggles like that, please? Market watch. October, <laughs> anyway. October 21st, 2022. We're making a shirt out of that. We'll donate the, uh, the proceeds to your favorite charity. Uh, and no, it can't be Jim's meat company. Biden celebrates court decisions favoring his plan to forgive student loans. Wow, look at that. Everybody before the election, Biden celebrates again. So look at these two headlines. Here's Washington Post and Market Watch pre-election. Biden celebrates court decisions on student loans. Biden scores deal on rail strike. Here's the problem. None of that was actually true. The court decisions were temporary because post-election, I'm reading this crazy headline here right there. It's right in my grill. AP, U.S. judge in Texas strikes down Biden loan forgiveness plan. Now all those kids are like, yeah, what, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get my neighbor's money to pay for my student loans. Why not? Here, wait, we have, the, yeah, hold on a second. Stand by. For you Fox uh, Nation viewers at home, we're going to whip uh, this thing out again. Get your head out of the gutter. It's disgusting. I'm talking about a sign. Here. And for those of you out there, for Fox Nation, you can see this at home. For our radio listeners, I'll explain to you. We already have a student loan repayment program. I, um, I lined it out for everyone. It's very fancy. This is what's called a, uh, a white paper, although it's a whiteboard in this case. And my plan is called, get ready for it, it's called the loan repayment plan. This is such a bold plan, Jim. It applies not just to student loans, but to all loans. So here's the plan. See this thing? 
This is called the rump. You can call it the ass, the butt, the wazoo. I don't really care what you call it. This has turned into a not family-friendly show ASAP, but that's okay sometimes. You take that thing called the rump, and it even has a direction up. So you take the rump, and you remove it from the seat you're sitting in because you're a lazy Okay? So get your ass up off the chair. Stop being a bum. I don't like it. Stop being a bum. Get up. Remove your rump from the chair. Then there's another line. See, once the rump is up from the chair and you stop being a lazy bum, you go this way to this thing here. I even diagrammed it out. It looks like a house, but it's actually a job. That's a J-O-B. It's a three-letter word. If you're Joe Biden, it's a three-letter word. J-O-B-S. Three Some word. of you will get the job. job. Thank you. J-O-B-S. <laughs> Thank you. So here it is. Joe Biden's even telling you, you go to this thing called a three-letter word, a job, J-O-B-S, right? And here, this is what happens. You can see in the diagram, the final part is you get, put my little thing there away here, head out of the gutter. And once you go to the job, once you go to the job, you get this thing called money. And you repay your own damn loans. And then you don't have to worry about things like Joe Biden taking his case to court to try to steal money from Bob to give to Tony's kid to pay for the woman's studies degree. You see how easy that is? Look at that. Look at that. The advantages of being a conservative. You work for your own money and you pay your own damn loans off instead of grifting off other people and being a lazy bum. How's that work out? You like that plan? I like that plan better. More coming up after the break. We'll be right back. Bungino. Today's show also brought to you by All Form. You've been listening to my show for a while. You know, I've been talking about Helix mattresses. I love them. I have one myself. Now they've gone beyond the bedroom. Helix making sofas too. We have an All Form sofa in Isabel's room, my daughter, and she loves it. All Form has premium, customizable sofas and chairs shipped right to your door. Allform customizes a sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost and right here in the U.S. You can pick your fabric color, sofa size, and shape to fit perfectly in your room, in your house. The fabric is spill, stain, and scratch resistant. They've got armchairs and love seats all the way up to an eight-seat sectional. You're going to love it. So there's something for everyone. You can always start small, buy more seats later, which is great, so we can grow and change with you when you move. Allform sofas are delivered directly to your home within a couple of weeks and with free shipping. In the past, it could take months for your sofa to arrive, and then you need someone to come and assemble it, not with all form. Simple and quick assembly with no tools needed. Paula put ours together. And if getting a sofa without trying it in the store sounds risky to you, don't sweat it. you got 100 days to decide if you want to keep your all form. That's more than three months. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up for you for free and give you a full refund. It is genuinely that simple. They have a forever warranty, literally forever. To find your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash Dan. That's allform.com slash Dan. Allform is offering 20% off all orders at the, uh, for our listeners at allform, A-L-L-F-O-R-M.com slash Dan. That's allform.com slash Dan. There are three things we really care about. God, family, and country. The Dan Bongino Show. So, yeah, it's not breaking news that CBS broke news, air quotes, yesterday, that the Hunter Biden laptop is real. That's not news, man. You're not a news channel. Just stop. You can call it CBS opinion, CBS activism, the CBS pack. You can call it whatever you want. This CBS. Yeah, CBS. Yeah, please don't call it CBS plus. You'll go down the path of CNN plus. Did CNN plus make it a Scaramucci did they make it 11 days? They didn't, right? They didn't even go one Scaramucci? No, or did they? Yeah. Did they go, um, uh, for you Star Trek fans, did they make it a quarter of a parsec or something like that? I mean, but CBS News is, I mean, it's, it's embarrassing they call themselves a news channel. So again, they, they broke the story yesterday, 769 days after the New York Post actually broke the story that they've in fact verified the laptop. And as I said to you, they did absolutely nothing they couldn't have done 769 days ago. Nothing. It's the weirdest thing. They're like, and we had this idea. We sent a computer forensics guy to analyze the laptop, which by the way, the laptop repairman, again, we had on the radio show yesterday, has had for since uh, 2019, 
we sent a computer repair, a computer forensics expert to go look at it. And they said it was real. Oh, they did. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You, my gosh, you guys are so talented. What journalists you are. God, man, you guys cracked that thing wide open. Such a good job. Aren't you embarrassed? You know, you ever see that comedian at Sebastian Maniscalco? Aren't you embarrassed? Are you embarrassed? Like, why? At this, I mean, seriously, folks, I, I, I'm not messing with you, right? Like, at this point, why bother? Why, 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 why would you bother? Jim, I'm serious. Why, why'd you just let it go at this point? Dan, why say that? The story needs to get out there. No, no, I get that. This, oh, I've been, do you think? I've only been talking about it for, you know, two years. But I'm saying, like, as a news outlet, right, let me do a news report at CBS. Um, so I just can't, I'm working for CBS. Hey, Jim's is welcome. Oh, thank you, Jim. Uh, Dan Bongino here reporting for CBS. Uh, breaking news, folks. Um, in a major upset in game six, the 1986 Mets have defeated the Boston Red Sox and are headed to game seven. Um, it's going to happen, folks. In an astounding play at the end, first baseman Bill Buckner botches a ground ball to first base for Mookie Wilson. Ray Knight scores, hands in the air. The Mets win. The Mets win. What? What's the difference? Don't laugh. I'm not kidding. What's the difference? What's the difference? Damn, that's old news. So is Hunter Biden's laptop. We knew about it two years ago. Jim, can you call Mookie? See if he'll come on. Mookie! Mookie, how did it feel? How did it feel, that game-winning uh, error down the first baseline? What were you thinking when you hit that slow roller down first? <laughs> this story happened in 1986. 1986. I was 12. In political, you know, political is like dog years. Every year, seven years. It's about the same time. Two years has passed. You had the damn laptop. All you had to do was go and ask the guy to look at it. But you waited. The strategy was perfect. You waited till after, after the midterms. Not just till after the midterms. You waited till after the big races were called. And you put the story out yesterday early enough that you don't think it'll impact 2024. And as Guy said this morning, the podcast producer, he goes, Dan, they just so conspicuously flip you the middle finger thinking you're stupid that no one will pick up on that. Like, wait, guys, you waited till after the midterm elections were called. And then now, right before it would do any damage for 2024, like so conveniently timed. And you think we didn't notice? This is after they spent two years, journalists, pretending that they couldn't actually go and talk to the laptop repairman, John Paul Mac Isaac, that you couldn't actually go to him. He was willing to give you guys a copy of the laptop and do the work to verify it yourself, which wouldn't have been difficult. I mean, you are a news outlet, correct? I mean, it's not as if the business partner to the deal who was CC'd on the emails actually said the emails were, oh, oh, he did. He did. Yes. He, oh, man, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. Tony Papalinski. Oh, Bobolinski. Tony, Soda Popinski from Punch-Out? No, no, not Soda Popinski. Tony Bobolinski. Oh, I never heard that name before. You know, I mean, no one's heard of this guy. It's not like he actually did an interview on a major cable news channel and prompt. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that happened too. With a guy named Ticker Farlson. I mean, Tucker Carlson. The crazy. That's just crazy. That's it's nuts. It's not as if Joe Biden was actually asked on the campaign trail either if he'd spoken to his son about his international business. Oh, 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 that happened too. Oh, that happened too. Oh, that's right. Sleater Moosey, uh, otherwise known as Peter Ducey, actually is on video asking him that question. Hey, Mr. Biden, you talk to your son about his business? I have never talked to my son. It's not as if that happened either. The media couldn't verify that. It's not as if there's an actual voicemail of Joe Biden calling his son and telling him he thinks he's in the clear. Oh, oh, snap. Oh, that happened too. 
That happened too. We actually, we actually heard that. Yeah. Yeah, we heard the voicemail. That's right. Damn. It's not as if we actually have photos of Joe Biden and his son Hunter with these farm business. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, look. For you Fox Nation viewers, holy Moses. Here's the actual picture that I circled a year ago on Jesse Waters' show of, of Joe Biden with his son in a business deal. It's not as if we actually have a receipt for the laptop signed by Hunter Biden, billed to Hunter Biden, initialed by Hunter Biden, with Hunter Biden stuff. Oh, look! Oh! Oh! Oh, oh we got that too! Oh, we got... Oh, the, what the hell? We got that too? What? We got... We got that too? It's not as if we have a laptop repair guy who actually witnessed Hunter Biden coming down. Oh, 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 yes. Yes, he was just on the show yesterday. Yeah, he's got a name. Schmon Schmoll Zach Tysick. Oh, I mean John Paul Mac Isaac. Oh, you just could have looked it up. You just could have put computer repair dude. Hunter Biden. Yeah. Yeah, you could you you, you could have done that. <laughs> Journalism. This is so funny. Journalism. I mean, if this isn't a course in a journalism school in the future about what not to do, I don't know what is. There should be a course in anti-journalism, right? Here's what you learn to do. Here's what you learn not to do. This has to be day one, what not to do. <laughs> you got to laugh, man. You got to laugh or you're going to cry. This is the state. That's why when you say, when I, with that liner we have, that's not a joke. Don't call me anything, anything. I have an immaculate amount of self-control when it comes to that stuff. Just don't call me a journalist. I may lose it on you. I may shoot a double leg on you in the street if you call me a journalist. I can't, that is, it's no bigger insult. I would rather you accuse me of fleecing money from people as a three-card Monty scammer in the middle of 1980s Times Square than for you to call me a journalist. Never, ever, ever trust these people. Assume every single thing they tell you is a freaking lie because it is. Here's a supercut again, hat tip, Tom Elliott over at Grabian. You should be following him on social media. He has some of the best clips just nailing these idiots to the wall. Here is a minute and 12. By the way, again, we cut this early because I could let this play for five minutes of people who want you to believe they're serious journalists. Here they are in a minute 12 compilation, regurgitating deep state lies that the Hunter Biden laptop signed for by Hunter Biden with Hunter Biden's emails, Hunter Biden's texts, Hunter Biden's sex tapes, with pictures of Joe Biden, with Hunter Biden, with voicemails of Joe Biden, and with Joe Biden lying about his son's business deals, and with a business partner telling you that the emails are real. Here is a, a minute 12 seconds of the media telling you your eyeballs and your earlobes are lying to you. Check this out. Obviously, uh, we're not going with the uh, New York Post story uh, right now on Hunter Biden. This is really one of the stupidest October surprises I've ever seen. It helps to really view this as storytelling, not so much as news coverage, but as political entertainment. NPR explained, we don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. Who even thought to make that story up? It's a story that many intelligence experts say has all the hallmarks of a foreign interference campaign. It looks like it's tied to Vladimir Putin in Moscow. This is a Russian intelligence disinformation campaign. It's foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Russian intelligence. Rudy Giuliani was not fed 
passively Russian disinformation. He ordered it off the menu. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. And he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking... He's of course not. he is, no. Leslie. We should note Hunter Biden isn't running for president. That argument has been debunked. There is no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong. For all we know, these emails are made up. It just lacks credibility. Okay, I would love if you guys would start doing that digging and start doing that verification. No, we're not going to do your work for you. <laughs> that, that one I love at the end. Do you hear the compilation of idiots? Ken Delanian. You got Christiana Mumpur at the end. Did you hear Leslie Stahl? And it's her! Did you hear her in there? Did you hear her in there? Did you catch him on? Brian Stelter still looking for a job. Brian Stelter, is he at Harvard now? Teaching a class on like journalism. Is he doing that? Was it, didn't he get a job at Harvard? Brian, <laughs> did he, is that, do you remember that story? Like Brian Stelter getting a job at or some university in journalism. That was Brian, did you hear Brian Stelter in there? Who else was in there? That bald guy at MSNBC who does some of the dumbest analysis I've ever seen with the glasses. I don't even remember his name. Was it Heilman or whatever? This serious. Not even worth considering. The Russian disinformation. Jim, we got to do this one. We'll get to Karine Jean-Pierre in a second too, but you got this. is your, That Leslie Stahl 60 Minutes interview where Trump's like, hey, you know, maybe you guys should look in a Hunter's laptop. I mean, the dude's having like crazy sex on these videos and smoking crack. Smoking the old glass, you know what I mean? Like a video, maybe you guys should look at that, considering the dad's involved in the business deals. And Leslie Stahl was like, we can't verify. Of course you can't, because you're not actual journalists, you're idiots. But here was Leslie Stahl in the same interview when Trump says a known fact, we have the name of the spy, that his campaign was spy. We have the actual name of the spy, multiple spies, by the way. Here's Leslie Stahl again. This is the famous Sir interview. Check this out. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign, well, There's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't look, put look on you. things we can't verify. Leslie. <laughs> Donald Trump, right again. Donald Trump, right again. Example number 1,672. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. Stop! We can't put this on. This is 60 minutes. Leslie, no truer words were ever spoken. Just not for the reasons you think, Les. Just not for the reasons you think. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Bunch of tools. How do we get stuck with these morons? How did the dumbest people on planet Earth all wind up in two spheres, politics and the media? How is it? You would think by chance a smart person once in a while would get elected and wind up in the media. How does that, how does that happen? How does that happen? Do they selectively like pick people? Who, like, Did they do a 23andMe gene test or something like that? Like, yes, this person's a moron. He's perfect for the media space. Is there blood work? Did Leslie Stahl do blood work before she got hired at 60 Minutes? Yes, she has the imbecile gene. Bring her on board right here. Sir! This <laughs> is 60 minutes. Sir. Yes, Leslie, it is. <laughs> we, we, that needs to be played at least twice a week. Do you understand from this point on? I'm sorry to add to the Dick Johnson stuff and other things and Pantera and Joan Jett and the many liners we have to do, but Leslie Stahl needs at least two times a week. Sir! Sir! From this point on. <laughs> How is this woman still have a job? How is this? Okay, I'm way over. I got to take a break. I'll play the White House response afterwards. Karine Jean-Pierre forgot her note cards. This is classic. She doesn't know what to say. This is the best word salad you've ever heard. Coming up next, we'll be right back. Bungino. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? I hope not. More pork barrel spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation. If you're unsure how the next two years will unfold, Talk today to Birch Gold Group about protecting your savings with gold. That's why I've bought gold from them multiple times from Birch Gold, and you can too. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. That's right. They'll help you own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered account. Here's what you need to do. Text DAN, D-A-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold, and then talk to one of their precious metals, precious metal specialists. They'll hold your hand through the whole process. Protect yourself with gold today by texting DAN, 
to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold is who I trust to protect my future and yours. I'm a customer too. Text Dan to 989898 today. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rate supply. One of the great chunks of news that came out of last night's uh, relatively okay news cycle for the Republicans was the DeSantis-Rubio absolute route in Florida. I mean a route for the ages. There is no good news out of Florida for the Democrats. None. Usually there's a couple stories, Joe. They're like, well, you know, the lipstick on the pig is, no, there's no lipstick. There's no lipstick. It's just a pig. It's just a pig. (laughs) It's actually just bacon at this point. It's over. It's done. Florida is a total train wreck, an absolute collapse for the Democrats. And it was a collapse for the Democrats because Spanish-speaking voters, Hispanic voters, Cubans, Venezuelans, Puerto Ricans, Spanish voters in Florida in droves voted for Republicans over Democrats, which does not bode well for them. Playbook is trying to already take the edge off this. They know what happened. Many of the plausible outcomes predicted by top GOP GOP officials didn't materialize. There was no massive shift of the Hispanic vote towards the GOP. That's freaking hilarious. Really? You see how they're already downplaying what happened in Florida? They're doing it through this. Oh, there isn't a massive shift in Hispanic voters towards the GOP. Then how did Ron DeSantis win Miami-Dade by over 10 points? Miami-Dade County. You know, in Miami area down there, of course. Overwhelmingly Hispanic. Hillary Clinton won there by over 20 points, closer to 30 points. How did Ron DeSantis win it by 10 if the county is overwhelmingly Hispanic, if there was no massive shift? Hold on, let's think about that. Sounds like bull to me. Yeah. Now, there's a lesson from this. There was a massive shift of Hispanic voters. But why? Folks, it's clear that the border alone is not an issue powerful enough to flip Hispanic voters. I know that sounds counterintuitive, right? Many of you may be saying, well, the border issue. Democrats told us for years that Hispanic voters want open borders. No, they don't. Ron DeSantis sent some illegals to Martha's Vineyard and just won Florida by almost 20 points, which in Florida isn't even a landslide. It's like a a Krakatoa-like volcano. Nobody wins Florida by more than one or two points on the Republican side. Nobody. The win by 20 points? That's Krakatoa for the Democrats. But I thought they said Ron DeSantis shipped the legals to Martha's Vineyard was going to play bad. But you may say, well, Dan, you're making the opposite point. The border issue does work for Republicans and Hispanic voters. It does, but it's not enough. Folks, we had two border seats we lost. Myra Flores race, who lost her seat, and Cassie Garcia who um, didn't win that race on the border. Monica de la Cruz did win, which is great news, but it clearly says to me the border issue is not enough. What did Ron DeSantis do different that wound up shifting this? He made the key of his campaign, uh, key to his campaign, not just the border issues, but the battle against woke mediaism, woke companies, the culture wars. He made it about schools and he made it about business. I'm not suggesting those other two candidates didn't do that. I'm just suggesting that This isn't going to be, maybe they just didn't have the money or the assets, and maybe it's just the culture shift isn't ready yet on the southern border. Maybe the border just isn't a big enough issue. But the key takeaway from this, the left's culture war is grossly unpopular with the Hispanic community. So is socialism. So is anti-capitalism. So is CRT in schools. You are seeing it down here in Florida. Now, DeSantis, I mean, there's no question the winner of the night. If there were winners and losers, the winner of the night is unquestionably Ron DeSantis. The biggest loser of the night? I mean, how do you not say Charlie Crist and, the, and, and Florida Democrats? How do you not say that? Now, last night may have been the biggest Ron DeSantis strikes again ever. So in honor of Ron DeSantis last night, this is a double Ron DeSantis strikes again and again. Double Ron DeSantis strikes again. Is that the first time you've ever done that? Uh, yeah. It's the first, maybe the last time you ever do that too. Yeah. Double Ron DeSantis strikes again. <laughs> Here is Ron DeSantis last night. Again, taking it right to 
the leftist culture warriors out there trying to destroy our culture, uh, sexual indoctrination in schools, CRT and all this other nonsense. Here he is last night in his, in his victory speech, basically telling you why he won by 20 points and handily won with Hispanic voters. Check this out. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. People have come here because our policies work. Folks, he fought the lockdowns. He fought Disney. He fought the media. And he won handily with Hispanic voters. Playbook is just wrong. It just says to us that the border is a great issue for us to fight on because DeSantis did that too. But it's not enough. It's not enough. The culture wars, the economy too. Now, CNN is an absolute shock. CNN is in shock that Florida was, I mean, again, a Krakatoa-like event last night for the Democrats. Florida has been now, at least in, this, in, the, in the foreseeable future, is now off the map for the Democrats, for national races and obviously for state races by default, too. They're stunned that there's not a statewide now elected uh, Democrat anywhere in Florida elected on the statewide level. They can't believe it here. Check this out. I was texting with a, a source in Florida, political source, uh, who pointed out to me that this will be the first time since Reconstruction that Florida won't have any Democrats in statewide office. Mm-hmm. Period. So, and DeSantis's victory, Miami-Dade. I can't believe it. Miami-Dade went like 30 points for Hillary Clinton. They can't, they can't believe they can't get over it. They can't get Miami-Dade. Miami-Dade is a very densely populated county. The old joke in Florida, I live down here, I've said often, Joe, is what? The more north you go in Florida, the more south you get. Right. In other words, south voting patterns, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, those Republican voting patterns to kick in up north in Florida. As you get to South Florida, Miami, it used to be blue. Uh, not anymore. Bungino. Open enrollment is here, folks, and that means now's the time to take charge of your healthcare decisions. We all know the system isn't working, but thanks to CrowdHealth, we can do something about it. CrowdHealth puts your healthcare back in your hands. They cut out the middleman. They save you money and fund your healthcare costs without relying on big government or big insurance companies. Let's be honest. The insurance model's broken. CrowdHealth has a better way to fund your healthcare costs. See any doctor you want. No deductibles, exclusions, or co-pays. Only pay the first $500 of any healthcare event. The CrowdHealth community takes care of the rest. No exclusive doctor networks. No huge premiums or high deductibles. No surprises. CrowdHealth puts the community back in community healthcare. Pay one low monthly total to fund your account. Your monthly subscription uh, helps fund healthcare costs of the entire CrowdHealth community. And unlike insurance, there are no doctor networks, so you can see any doctor you want. Take charge of your healthcare today with CrowdHealth. Open enrollment is the, only, is the only time you can hit eject on the broken system without penalty, so don't wait. And for a limited time, join for just $99 per month for your first six months when you use promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, at joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com, promo code Bongino. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Here's Trevor Noah poking some fun at me. Check this out. There is still a small yet powerful group of gun <laughs> who believe the problem with gun violence is not because of guns. No, it's because of everything else. Part of the problem is how this generation of kids exists mostly online. They see actual violence as is portrayed in the movies they watch, the music they listen to, in the games, the video games they play. When I played war growing up, my friends, the boys were allowed to be boys. I said to my friend Andy, bang, you're dead. But the difference is we knew it was fake. And Andy got up afterwards. And we went and jumped in the fire hydrant or whoever had a pool. What? First of all, why do I feel like Andy's fake? And second of all, <laughs> what is this loser talking about? Kids know that games are fake, my man. No one is turning off Grand Theft Auto like, shit, I just ran over 80 pedestrians. Should I get a lawyer? Oh my God, I'm too young for jail. What am I gonna do? <laughs> the argument that American music and video games causes gun violence totally falls apart when you realize the entire world listens to American music and plays American video games. Notice what he does there. Notice the, again, the look, 
Red object, squirrel act. I'll get to the loser thing in a second, which... Did you see what he does there? And everybody laughs like barking seals in the audience. Trevor, I'll tell you what. You keep immersing your kids if you... I don't even know if he's married or whatever. I have no idea. I really don't care. You keep sticking your kids in the basement, surrounding them with rap music, calling women hoes and bitches and whatever. You keep doing that. Talking about shooting up. Yo, tech guy, you keep doing that. Sitting there, have them uh, beating the hell out of people in video games all day, smoking a doobie. You have them do that while watching, you know, hardcore porn. And you keep doing that. Just do us one favor, Trevor. I'm begging you. I'm not kidding. You're obviously a failed comedian. And by the numbers, you're clearly a failed host as well. Just keep those kids away from me. You keep doing that. And if you would have listened to the whole thing, which he's clearly not capable, his comprehension skills aren't a lot, you would have said it. I'm not trying to prescribe any kind of a ban on content. I'm a free speech absolutist. I'm suggesting that fatherless homes with abused child, children who were bullied, immersed in this violence 24 hours a day, if you think that's helping, Trevor, just do me a favor. Keep those kids away from us. You send your kid to school with them. See how much you like that. By the way, Trevor thinks I'm a loser. A lo- totally. Joe, such I mean, we only have the number one show on Saturday. I'm yeah. in um, cable news, the number two conservative podcast and a radio show that reaches 8 million people. But don't worry, we can't keep up with Trevor. This is a great article I read about Trevor, by the way. Hollywood and Toto by Christian Toto. Daily show ratings plummet to shocking new lows. Trevor Noah's far left showcase is crumbling without Trump and with Biden. Listen, I'm just saying, I mean, if I'm a loser and you're correct, and my gosh, what are what on the loser scale, what does that make you? If I am peak loser, then my gosh. So I pulled up his uh, ratings. This is from uh, just a couple of weeks ago, May 23rd to 29th. Here are the late night TV ratings. I could read them all off, but it'd be a while before we get to Trevor. I'll just leave it at this. There were 11 people who are rated before him, Samantha B being after Don Lemon. And then you get to the, the, uh, the bottom draggers, real time, last week, tonight with John Oliver. And below that, you have Trevor Noah, whose ratings are so bad. <laughs> who's? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was at least, whose ratings are so bad that he gets an N.A., Meaning, I don't even think they can count his ratings, which are so low. But we know they're below 230. <laughs> N.A. Look, he gets an N.A. There you go, Trevor. He is. He says, he's right. He's just so hilarious. I mean, very few people can blow a White House correspondence dinner when, like, the whole world is watching. Yeah. Listen, the loser part's just kind of funny. And I don't mind, you know, obviously my message getting out on their, uh, their platforms at all. Uh, I appreciate that. And I wish you'd continue to do that because I'm hoping a bunch of sane people listen to that and said, you know what? Oh, by the way, Andy's very real. Andy knows who he is. I promise you, I don't make up stories like Trevor Noah. Folks, you know, I, I got the vaccine. Uh, again, I've, I do not ever try to fake the funk with you all. When I make a mistake, it's for the world to see. We all do it. There's no excuse for stupid. But I got to tell you, it was dumb. I believe in science, not the science, because there is no the science. Science is a process. There's no the science. Why is that, Joe? Because science is always evolving and changing. But the change takes time. And me being a believer in science, having practiced science in my educational experience in neuropsychology and elsewhere, believing in the scientific method, good, robust testing, and then retesting, and reanalyzing your results, I should have waited. Because the hard reality is, when the vaccine first came out, we didn't have chronological data because it just came out. There was no time that had passed. I should have waited. It's one of the greatest regrets of my life. I freaked out, man. I had cancer. I thought I was dying. I just wanted to see my youngest daughter's wedding. I don't expect uh, any of you to forgive me for being stupid about it. I don't. Or to forget it. But gosh, it was the biggest mistake of my life. I just should have waited. I thought to myself at the time, I even told Guy, I said, you know, there's no doubt I feel like this was created in a, this virus in a lab in Wuhan, China. I have little doubt about that. And I figured, you know, I'd rather take my chances with something we created than something they created. Remember when I told you that, Guy? Because I was scared. Again, I, I, you know, my doctor told me with lymphoma and being under chemo that if I got this thing, I 
It could be ugly. Let's just leave it at that. Stupid. Why? I watched this clip from the Tucker Carlson show citing some research coming out. Again, time has now passed and we're starting to see things. It's really the most troubling minute 20 seconds I've had to listen to in a long time because I'm scared of what's coming. I had it a little while ago and I'm afraid it's the repercussions of this for a lot of people have not been felt. Here, check this out. To neurodegenerative disease, myocarditis, Bell's palsy, liver disease, impaired adaptive immunity, impaired DNA damage response, etc. So it's possible, in fact, it's looking likely that the vaccine might suppress the immune system. This fact, the authors concluded, will, quote, have a wide range of consequences, not the least of which include the reactivation of latent viral infections and the reduced ability to effectively combat future infections, end quote. Now, again, we sincerely hope that's not true, but it's not just the conclusion of one scientific journal. The Lancet, maybe the most famous scientific journal in the world, released similar findings in February. The Lancet's piece was entitled, quote, risk of infection, hospitalization and death up to nine months after a second dose of COVID-19 vaccine. A physician called Kenji Yamamoto made this observation about the data from The Lancet. He wrote this in a letter to the Journal of Virology, and we're quoting. The study showed that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID-19 vaccine was lower than that among the unvaccinated individuals. Folks, science is patient. Science is long term. Science is chronological. Science is the repeating and replicating of data through process, through control groups. Science is the elimination of confounding variables. All these things take time. Now, whereas I understand we were in an emergency situation with COVID, no emergency situation should lead a company or a government to force people to take something, to force them to take something that may in the long run damage their bodies. Greatest regret of my life, my health. Really, I kid you not. I wound up getting COVID anyway. I wound up getting COVID twice. I wound up, uh, contrary to what people are telling you, I, I, what, some of them say, well, the cases are milder, which is a counterfactual you can never prove. Well, if you have the vaccine, it could have been what you don't know that. It's a counterfactual, number one. And I can't speak to other people's situations. Although they've told me many people who got COVID that they got it severely after having vaccines. My friends, I can't speak to others. I don't know. I can only tell you about me. But the case of COVID I got the first time was severe. So much so, it's the only Fox show I ever missed. The case of COVID I got the second time after vac- being vaccinated was, was, not, was very tolerable. I had to deal with it anyway. And now I may have to deal with some long-term consequences which I pray Tucker's, Tucker's correct. He hopes he's wrong. And I hope that data is wrong too. No, I hope you, millions of people will suffer if it isn't. I hope it's wrong. The hard segment to do. It's tough to admit you did something dumb. But part of the business is not sitting here and pretending you're you know, above it all. And that you know, people are your minions. I'm not a leftist. Big mistake. Thanks for listening to this special edition of the Dan Bongino Show featuring the best segments from the podcast and radio show over the past two weeks. We hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back with a brand new episode this Monday, the 28th. Until then, happy Thanksgiving and have a great weekend. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.